guys, it's us again. It's Marcel and Jack, and we are here together again to do the PC podcast. Today we have a special guest. It's Kendra. She's born and raised in Canada, and she's an amazing photographer. And yeah, I don't want to talk too much about her. Maybe she can explain herself. Hi, Kendra. Nice to have you here. Hey. Hey, guys. Tell, tell us a bit nice about it. Tell us a bit about um, you. Yeah, so I guess like I will just touch on photography topics because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, but yeah, I was born and raised in Canada and I went to photography school in Canada and started as an analog photographer mm -hmm. and then actually made my way to digital. And I wanted to be more artsy and Canada at the time was um, more business orientated and not so many photographers living in Toronto mm -hmm. as now, like it's changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And so I came to Berlin and I've seen that there was like a lot of artists here and so many creative people. And then I made the choice to move here because I'm actually um, half Canadian, half British. Mm -hmm. So I was able to reside here full time. Yeah. When did you move to Berlin? <laughs> A long time ago. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. That's my answer. That's my answer. So you are a real Berliner already. <laughs> uh, I feel like yeah, I feel like I've made the transition now to understanding um, like the Germans and like the German culture and stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah. I'm I'm comfortable here. When I first arrived, I was not because Canadian uh, Canadians were totally different in our personalities mm -hmm. than Germans. So it took a time to adjust. Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you started first with analog. That's uh, that's nice. So do you still shoot analog, or is it now more digital, or depending on the project? Yeah. So in school, we actually started first using four by five cameras. Mm -hmm. um, that was like the first camera we were given to to train with. Mm -hmm. And at first, I was like, "What? What is this thing? I hate this camera because it was so heavy. I had a big box like." I, I can't even show you guys like a huge box that I had to carry around with me with a huge tripod mm -hmm. to make photos and to learn and understand like shadows and lights and the the school thought this was the best way for us to learn. So I actually learned on four by five and then darkroom um, in photography school. But before then, I learned uh, 35 um, in high school. Mm -hmm. So I actually started when I was like 17 years old, I guess, taking photos and getting into the whole vibe of photography. Yeah, I think analog is really nice to yeah. learn all the important stuff because there is not that much room for error. So you really have to focus on the frame a lot. I just started with analog half a year ago and I freaking love it. And I think it teaches a yeah. lot to photography or for digital photography as well. It really does. It really makes like analog. You really have to think yeah. because mm -hmm. one, it's expensive um, it to buy <laughs> film, develop film, scan it. Yeah. Um, or if you're not scanning it, if you're even doing like the old school way of like making prints and stuff like that, it's really expensive. So you really want to think about that frame. Yeah, you really yeah, want to yeah, think yeah. about everything and that that frame turns out yeah. and that you don't waste, you know, all, all this film or making bad decisions. So yeah, it's really, it's a really good way to learn photography for sure. I think it's probably the best way. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you think about, sorry, yeah, what do you think about the current trend of um, films coming back? Like uh, now yeah. a lot of people are switching back to film again. And what are your thoughts about it? So what I notice is I made the choice to do digital because I was yeah. like, okay, this is more affordable for me. Um, I can show my clients like photos really mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. I can give results faster. And so I just made the decision to shoot digital. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed is like when um, working with other magazines this year, magazines started to ask me like, do you shoot analog? And I was like, yeah, but <laughs> I don't anymore. But should I start? Like, I can do it. I was like, okay. So I got like my old analog camera out and um, let it rip. And uh, then I noticed like another magazine asked me, can you shoot analog? And I thought, okay, <laughs> it must be starting to become a trend that people yeah. want to see film again. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe I should start like investing some time and effort into bringing back some film shots into my portfolio. Mm -hmm. So actually I started doing that recently Great. and um I think that it's making a big comeback right now from mm -hmm. yeah, just yeah, like yeah. the the point of view of of the magazines and and that people don't want to see fake anymore. Mm -hmm. People are like bored of over processed, I think. They yeah, want yeah, to yeah. see like reality. They want to feel like when they look at a picture it's like telling a story or it's like it can feel like that it's a real human and it's not so retouched for example. Yes. I mm -hmm. think this is like 
I think retouching though has been a trend that's slowly been going out, but in a, in a way that it will always stay, yeah. but in the sense that people want to see more reality right now, mm-hmm. as of the times, like people want to see like older pictures of older people, for example, not just young people the whole time. So I think that all goes hand in hand with like film coming back mm-hmm. and making its debut again. Everybody mm-hmm. wants film. I mean, it's sold out even in here. Like if you want to get like cheaper films somewhere, <laughs> they're sold out everywhere. So and it's they're also super expensive. Now. Definitely. Yeah. They are even more expensive now they raise the prices of all the films they know know that there's a boom in film right now film cameras if you're going to buy a film camera right now it's going to be more expensive than it was a couple months ago Mm. so it's quite it's quite interesting and i think it's but i think it's really cool i'm 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 quite excited for this trend actually (laughs) yeah what's your favorite film or which one is your favorite film um, I've been experimenting with film right now, and um, I like the Kodak, Kodak Gold 200. That's mm-hmm. like a cheaper film. Mm-hmm. And then um, what's the other one I've been using? Um, it gives like a nice uh, bubbly, um, bubbly color. Mm-hmm. One second. Uh, the I what? I'll, I'll it will come to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no hurry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's the Actor uh, 100. Ah, yes, yes, I, I Actor 100. I this is really nice. It gives like, I would say like bubbly colors, mm-hmm. like if you know what I mean, like more realistic colors. And yeah, I shot this one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, how long uh, have you? You said you just started shooting film for the last six months. Uh, yeah, I had a, I had um, like in the first Corona lockdown, I bought myself my first analog camera because there was a lot of time. I wanted to experience something new. Then I've been shooting like one or two months, only analog. Then I realized, damn, it's expensive. So I should really think more about what I'm shooting. Then I had a break for like three months. And now since one month, I shoot a lot analog daily. I even shoot a commercial analog lately, which I posted today. And That's yeah, cool. I, I super love it because I also think it's like more real and people don't want that perfect stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, for me, it's like I don't have to edit the pictures and nothing. So I really love the process of just taking pictures and taking them as they are without spending yeah. hours and hours on the computer. And also yeah. it, it teaches a lot for digital photography because normally I was shooting every angle and then looking what's best. And for analog, it's like I think before and I choose my angle before and I really love the process. And also like waiting for the film is like being a six year old child for Christmas. <laughs> so it's like always, it's, it's super nice. I, I really love it. Yeah, I think I think like how did you feel shooting a commercial on digital though was a little bit stressful for you thinking about like, you know, is it going to turn out or did you also shoot digital at the same time? Like how did you and analog at the same time. So to just make sure if the analog photos don't turn out nice, I have some backup, but they turned out amazingly. A client loved them and I just posted them today and I'm, I'm super happy with it. <laughs> um, See, that's cool. I, I like that. I hope that 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 they bring that back, like that more companies are like, OK, we want you to shoot film because also that will rule out a lot of people who are really into photography and who are just like shooting digital maybe using automatic for example so I think that will um, change things a little bit it could change the dynamics a little bit of of photographers in the future maybe Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but also the project that you definitely but also the project that you selected for the commercial shoot, like there was an um, uh, advanced move, like you had to set up, play with the light and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's always for, for uh, analog, you really have, you cannot correct it afterwards. Definitely. So you have to think about everything in advance and if, if there's not no good light, then you, you cannot fix it afterwards because you cannot bring up the shadows like in a raw file. <laughs> so when, yeah, it's, yeah. when it's done, it's done. Yeah, yeah, so it doesn't work. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think it's, it's so much fun and it teaches a lot. So, so it, it, it's really nice, especially now in the winter times, there's not that much light mm-hmm. and then you can play with grain and stuff and also like bring your own lights and colors. And I shot a lot of cine still. I really love the, the colorful look of the lights and stuff, but hey, it's so expensive. So yeah, I shot a roll of cine. Okay, so I had a photo shoot and I only brought one roll of film with me and the model that I was working with, she was like, oh, I have like a roll of cine still, like let's use this. And I was like, oh, cool. Like I haven't tried this yet. But, um, and I saved like a couple frames uh, mm-hmm. uh, to do some night shots outside. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't in love with, 
the Cinesil, actually. I know a lot of people really like it, but I was like, it's okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It has a lot of green, it has a lot of green tones in it. Yeah. And I think I'm more drawn to this, like, I mean, uh, if people check my portfolio as well, like I'm definitely drawn to like explosion of color. Mm -hmm. So yes. for me, um, um, cinematic photography and nighttime photography, I love to look at it. And mm -hmm. I think that it's really cool. But for me, like personally, I love like the candy pop, explosions of colors like especially digital colors i love digital <laughs> colors as well but um yeah yeah, yeah. still is, is is definitely uh something i need to experiment more with i think i need to get a couple rolls but it is expensive yeah, it's yeah really it, is. Expensive. it has gotten expensive now like it has yeah, become like very 13 bucks a roll but yeah same like portras also all 14 bucks a roll so <laughs> it's like really crazy but this this is also the good thing because because it's that that expensive you think a lot about the frame because you don't want to waste the money so it's sure. also attractive that it costs that much yeah you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah it's definitely something i did like a whole editorial shoot on three rolls of film and on my very last frame i looked down at the camera and i was like oh my gosh all the settings <laughs> are not right oh, damn. Damn. and I was like oh my gosh because I, I know that like from being trained with it and using it in the past I, I'm always checking my settings it's just like a habit mm -hmm. but then you like I, I like doubted myself you know I was like oh my gosh what if I did that for like 10 frames mm -hmm. in this editorial with like fashion yeah, yeah. and stuff I thought oh my gosh but then I got the film back and it was only like that one frame and I was so excited <laughs> I was like okay thank you thank you thank you universe because yeah you really really need to think about those shots um and just everything like it just even like pulling the focus can take longer every the whole process of it is more thinking and concentrating whereas i think with digital you're like ah, i can just rip it out i can just click 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 yes, click yes, until yes, i find something yes. that satisfies me uh, and definitely. it's not the same it's definitely the same sure. but how so is it working with the models normally like in in terms of portrait uh shoot or uh, shooting with analog uh, because in digital, like you can shoot, check your frame, like if the eye is closed or something, then you can ask the model to repose again. Mm -hmm. But how is the thought process on shooting portraits in analog? Yeah, you just have to have that patience and yeah. make sure it's the right, the right time at the right. Like right now, what I'm doing, what I find mm -hmm. works for me right now in like today's age is sometimes if I have the time, mm -hmm. um, I'm taking like a digital camera with me, making a couple frames saying, okay, I like the way you're positioned there. I like the pose. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm gonna do an analog. So just stay in the same pose, don't mm -hmm. move. <laughs> and then we're going to shoot an analog. And that's a good way to, to do it these days if you have access to both, obviously. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yeah, as well. And what also works for me when shooting analog, I let the model know one or two seconds before I press the shutter so that she is not blinking and stuff like this and just yeah. works most of the time. And when it's that's an important shot, I take like two frames of one, but that's maximum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I was doing like a shot and uh, and the model blinked and I was like, shit. And yeah, <laughs> one yeah, buck yeah. wasted. <laughs> especially if you're using like strobe lights like i also incorporate strobe lights mm -hmm. to my um analog photos as well wow. yeah cool so that's really fun actually mm -hmm. i like the results of using strobe lights with film the most mm -hmm. that's my favorite um favorite for studio but um i was like nah, that's a lie it's not my favorite because i think natural light is my favorite <laughs> but uh, strobe 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 with film is really nice because it comes out really crispy like really yeah. sharp and more detailed whereas like outside you could you know sometimes have a little bit of blurs here and there definitely definitely totally but agree. how do you synchronize the strobes like what other extra step that you need to take care uh switching from digital to analog on strobe lights um well i use Profoto, mm -hmm. and i have like the Profoto trigger and i just put it on top of the camera and just put the check the light meter and then boom just let it rip and it, it turns out fine yeah the same as digital it's okay. the same as digital but just uh, uh with analog but it turns out really nice like i really like the results of it i did a beauty shooting recently um commercial beauty shooting yeah. um and i shot it they obviously wanted the photos digitally um, but then I asked, like, can I, in between, can I make some film shots for myself? Um, and I did that, and I loved the results on the actor, and it turned out so nice, the actor, the <laughs> colors. I love them so much. It's my favorite film, for sure. Uh, what light meter do you use? Is it, an, is it an app, or do you have a device? Or? I have an old... So my light meter is from my school days, so years and years ago when... Now, now we're back. Now we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so I think it's a Minolta 
light okay. meter. Yeah, yeah, I really yeah. suggest too, if using analog, like get a light meter. I know mm -hmm. everyone says like the phone light meters are good. I haven't tested it yet because I have a light meter. Mm -hmm. um, but I just from like my training, like light meters are always on point. Like I just look at like the the film shots I recently sh shot outside using a light meter mm -hmm. and they, the, the colors are perfect. The exposure mm -hmm. is perfect. It couldn't be more perfect. Mm -hmm. Like the blacks and the grays and the whites, they're all like exactly how you would see them in real life. And it's so cool. I love, I love a light meter. <laughs> I should get one. <laughs> you sold me. <laughs> and just, like, just, you know, go on like eBay and get like a used one. Cause those old yeah. ones, they're mm -hmm. like built to just be incredible. Like they're so good. And, um, there's different things that you can do with light meters, like, um, you know, uh, like exposing just like the highlights and then the shadows, and then you can decide on how to make the exposure so that it could be like more of the shadows or more of the highlights. And I think that's really cool with the light meters. What's, what's the um, normal or good price I, for a light meter? What's the normal or good price for a light meter? When I check eBay later, uh, I, I see them that they're really expensive right now. Like I think back in the day, uh, mine was probably about a thousand dollars new Canadian thousand dollars. And I think yeah. I paid like $600 for it. And now I see them for like 600 euros online. Cause I was like looking if I should upgrade it, but then it works perfectly. So I was just like, Oh no, I'll just keep this. <laughs> and it's the one thing I never sold out of my like kit. You know how you like sell your gear yeah, yeah, yeah. new gear. Yeah. And I always looked at my light meter, like, always sometimes thinking about selling it and then I was like because I don't need it when I shoot digital yeah. um, but for film it's just it's perfect you need a light meter it's mm -hmm. just it's helping in so many ways <laughs> and how did you get into portraits did you experiment with uh, different types of photography genres before uh, you selected portraits or have you been shooting portraits since the beginning um, yeah, so uh, it always comes back to school for me, uh, mm -hmm. um, but uh, we had to make uh, choices in school, like with certain projects that we liked. And I noticed that I always wanted to shoot people. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I need to shoot people. It's just like, so I know some people, they love like just shooting buildings, for example. And for me, that's super boring. Like I die <laughs> from boredom. I need like the interaction of being with somebody else. Yeah, and. Yeah, yeah. Just like the movement of a human, everything about humans fascinates me, whereas like, um, yeah, like uh, a shot of a convenience store, some people would think like, this is great. I love this. And I'm like, oh, it's so boring for me. So everybody's different and we're all, we're all completely different in, as, as humans and what we like and what we don't like. And that's totally fine. It's just like, yeah, my preference would definitely be taking um, portraits or beauty. I just like being close. I like the interaction mm -hmm. and um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just drawn to that. Yeah, your work is really amazing. Yeah. I checked your website and your Instagram yesterday and yeah, it looks really <laughs> amazing. And you also shot a ton of super famous people. I love your pictures from Wiz Khalifa and stuff. So really, really nice work. How did it get to that? Where where did you meet him or was it like, um, just tell us. Yeah, so I would say that all happened uh, through having a, a really good friend of mine. His name's uh, Raphael and he hooked that all up. It was all through a friend. So it's all about knowing the right people. Some Sometimes you get lucky or also I think like having the right energy like mm -hmm. I think yeah. at that time when that happened for me I was at a point in my life where I was just like at a really high point on energy like keeping my thoughts positive like trying to like shelter myself from negative people and yeah. just like keep keep my thoughts on like a good way mm -hmm. and I think like the here comes the spirituality point, but like, I think like the universe brings that to you when you're Definitely. at the right point I believe this um, well. of, of how, how, how your mentality is. That's mm. what I think. Yeah. Mm. But Wiz Khalifa uh, is like the coolest person uh, that I've met, I guess that's like had a, like, a really cool interaction with. I think he's like such a cool, cool person. <laughs> I had a really nice conversation with him and it was, it was a really fun uh, evening. Yeah. <laughs> I was really like, uh, nervous the first time i uh shot with uh, winnie harlow for example yeah this was the next one i wanted to ask you yeah because yeah. she's amazing she's as awesome well yeah, like yeah, yeah. like i was so i'm so thankful to her for that opportunity because it was because of her that i got to you know hang out and meet Wiz. Mm -hmm. so it was big uh big shout out and thank you to winnie harlow she's really cool mm -hmm. um yeah so the first time I shot her, I was like really nervous because I had never taken photos of a famous person before. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it's, it's just so cool. You just realize like they're just normal <laughs> and you just go there and you do your job. Um, 
the night that I did that job, it was quite an intense evening. <laughs> Getting the photos was intense, and I kind of had to have like a paparazzi role, mm -hmm. and that was really stressful for me. I do, I would never want to be a paparazzi. That would never be the job for me. <laughs> um, I think they have really stressful jobs. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think their jobs are super stressful. <laughs> but um, yeah, shooting famous people was really cool. I really, I really, really want to do more of that. Like that's like a big goal for me is mm -hmm. to do more of that because. Um, it's just cool. It's fun. And, you know, it's exciting to be able to share that with people and say, like, I got to work with some, some bigger names. It's always like not a bad thing, but, um, yeah, I would love to do more of that in the future. Like mm -hmm. I've also shot with like some really, really big, um, influencers here. In yeah, I, I saw, yeah. I saw, yeah. yes, yes. Which is also really cool. Um, and I just, yeah, I think I just love the interaction of shooting with people. So it wouldn't, it doesn't matter if you're famous or non-famous, but if you're famous, like that's cool because then more people are going to know like the face when they see yes, it. Yes, yes, um, yes, but yes. yeah, I just love shooting people and I hope that I can continue to shoot all different types of people. Yeah. So guys, if you listen, you can always text Kendra <laughs> <laughs> and she would love to shoot you <laughs> after Corona, I guess. <laughs> are you still working right now or how yeah. is it working for you? I am, I am, but I'm um, obviously like wearing a mask and if my team is here, we all have to wear masks and um, like I just have like hygiene things like can you guys wash your hands like at the start just to like make sure, you know, like we pay attention to all the rules as best as we can, mm -hmm. I think. And um, I'm trying to also shoot more outside and I'm also trying to keep the teams as small as possible. Okay. If there's not a need for an extra person, then an extra person can't be here. So like I will cut out having an assistant for an example. So mm -hmm. no assistance at this time. Sure. But generally, like how big is your team when you do projects like this? Um, well, if it's like a personal project, it's always a small team. And mm -hmm. if it's like a commercial project, it's always a really big team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the standard. Uh, do you develop, uh, when you shoot commercial on film, do you develop yourself or do you have like a favorite lab where you go to or? Yes. Um, so I really wanted to develop myself. I was like, oh, it's so expensive. And then I have to bring it to the shop every time. But then um, the more I thought about it, the more I thought I'm just going to keep doing it at the shop because of all the chemicals and the process of the chemicals and like also putting the chemicals down the drain or mm. I don't want to like, I, I'm hoping that the place where I get my film developed, they do all of that in like a, a good way, like disposing of it in the correct way. Mm -hmm. um, I go to Photo Meyer. Mm -hmm. okay. um, develop my film and uh, you can pay for Express and get it in an hour or you can pick it up the next day which is fine mm -hmm. I don't live that far from there so I just like get on the bike and I yeah, so you should not live as far from my place as well <laughs> Photo Meyer is just a few minutes from my place but, I lately, but do, you, uh, yeah. do you have a place in your area to, uh, to I lately go to Photo Cotti uh, because I have like a collab with them so I get it a little bit cheaper and here I show how I visit them and I really like to support your, your local Photoshop but mm -hmm. I also went often to Jet Photo at Alexanderplatz because they are super okay. professional but it's like really expensive so mm -hmm. you pay for high quality scan like 40 bucks so Jeez. yeah they are really expensive <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they are doing it really good and you get it on the same day so they are really fast but it's too expensive when you shoot a lot of film it's, it's I too much. I know what scanner they're using like right now because yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. But getting yeah. scanned is the most expensive part, right? Like uh, to yeah. buy a scanner for yourself or getting scanned is the most expensive yeah, I part. I asked yeah. another film photographer, Glacier lately, he has a scanner for 650 bucks and he told that that's like enough and he just develops the films for two to three bucks and scans them by, by himself. I already made the math, it's like a hundred rolls of film that the scanner paid itself. But yeah, it's also a huge investment, so yeah. Yeah, I recently invested um, with my partner because mm -hmm. um, he's shooting film as well. And uh, we got a scanner. So because it was just like, it just made sense. I was like, I can't. I was like, for 120, mm -hmm. they wanted four euros per scan. And I was like, that is insane. <laughs> like, I was like, no, like this, if we do that, we will lose more money in the end if we shoot analog. So I think if you make the decision that you want to shoot in the analog, you have to know that you're going to have to make these investments here and there. And you just, if you make those investments, you're saving money long-term. So better to get yeah. yourself a scanner. Um, yeah, it's expensive. Yeah, it's annoying, but it will pay off in the end than if you go to the shop and pay for those four-year-old scans. Yeah, like that's crazy yeah, yeah. to me. Can you recommend a good scanner? <laughs> 
Epson um, make uh, really nice scanners and uh, get the high quality ones. They're about eight hundred bucks, eight hundred to a thousand bucks. You'll see when you see the the prices on them. Um, those are the good ones. Those are the ones that I used as well in mm-hmm. photography school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they haven't changed since like I don't know. I was like. How old was I when I started photography school? Like 20 something? Like mm-hmm. it was a long time ago. Like we're talking over 10 years ago and the scanners haven't changed. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, get get an Epson. That's my best suggestion. I think there's some other ones in the market I was looking into. Uh, one, I can't remember the name of it, but I was looking into it and you can just like put your strips inside. Mm-hmm. But the 35 was like 300 euros. And then to do like the 120, it was cost, costing like a thousand. I thought, okay, no, I just get an Epson then. Cause you know, like the more and more money you have to pay as a photographer, it's so expensive to be a photographer so you have to really make like decisions about all these financial things all the time and you always want to try and save money wherever you can because it's just like such big investments the whole time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely definitely and we wanted to ask like uh, about uh, TFP shoots in the in the market these days like what are your views on it yeah so um, TFP is I think it's really abused mm-hmm. uh, so much in um, in Berlin and everywhere. Like it's a it's a really abused term, mm-hmm. and I think it's something that um, we really should think about as photographers, and we should have more talks as photographers about it. And we should like. Unfortunately, I always said that I wish there was like a union for photographers because then we could avoid being so abused mm-hmm. as artists. Um, because like. What I mean by by that is TFP should be like something as an artist that you choose to do. Like I choose this model, I want to take photos with you together, or I choose this makeup artist, do you want to work together with me? Let's work together. And you like make the decision to work together mm-hmm. to create something for yourselves. That's different. I think that's okay. Yeah. But for example, like I get messages on my Instagram, like, I don't know, maybe five to, to ten messages a day from people asking me to take their photos and they expect that I should do their photos as a TFP. <laughs> and I think it's like, as a, sometimes I get so angry about yeah. it. I'm like, oh my God, stop messaging me. These people like, why do you keep my, but then I'm like, okay, that's try to be fair, try to be a good person here <laughs> and, you know, give them a respectful message. Just saying like, if you want to shoot with me, you know, like it doesn't come as a TFP. TFPs are like choices that I make and I look for specific teams and I think about what I want to do with a TFP. And I notice a lot of companies as well, they they put up things like, oh, um, get exposure with us and get a yeah. TFP and you can, you know, have like a free pair of pants or something. But it's like <laughs> being a photographer is so expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pants are not paying my bills or for my gear and all my stuff. And like, mm-hmm. I just think that it's something as photographers, we really need to like stop um when you start out, you want to like do everything you can. You think like working with everybody is is going to help you, and and but it really screws the whole industry. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a topic that's it's it's a very sensitive topic, I think, mm-hmm. for photographers. But I think it's something that should be addressed like so much more often and talked about in forums more, so that um, you know what to do and not to do when you start out, and you know what to do and not to do also when you get advanced. Because of course, you're always gonna shoot creatively. Every photographer needs to shoot creatively. Um, But when you shoot people, it's a bit more complicated than just shooting like a building, for example. You Mm -hmm. have like like, way more things that you have to think about. Um, And so, I don't know. I think this is just something that we should discuss way more and talk about because also, for these people that send me messages and asking me to shoot them, like I find it really offensive and they probably just think that it's, it's okay to behave like that, but it's really not just because people think that they look good or that they're, they have the nice photos already that they've shot with other photographers for free. Doesn't mean that they can come to me and expect that I should shoot them for free. Mm-hmm. It's really unfair and yeah. it's a really big problem. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's one of the biggest problems that I wish sure where I left off I think it was something along the lines of like I got a lot of messages if we had a photography union with like specific rules like all the photographers you know as soon as you become a photographer you're in this group and then you can help each other out with like you know these TFP requests and stuff like that and as well as the messages that people send you know so I don't know it's a big topic and uh, (laughs) I really think if if more photographers talked about it we could avoid there being so much requests for free work definitely Um, it's a bit too much and Mm -hmm. being like i said being a photographer um which most people don't know Mm -hmm. um that are just like for example like 
models might not know or just other people that want their photo taken they have no idea the expense that it is to be a photographer like yeah. it is a massive expense <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. and it's a massive amount of training and constantly educating yourself and um it's just something that should not be um so it shouldn't be something that's free all the time. It should definitely be something that's more special, you know? And back in the day, if we were going back to analog and touching back on that. Yeah, it was special. It was, it, there wasn't so, it wasn't like an overflow in the market of it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you had to understand light and you had to understand shadow and you would always get hired for your jobs. Yeah. Um, there was no, none of this like free work stuff. Yeah. This didn't exist. Like back in the day, modeling agencies had to pay photographers to get the, the models photos. Mm. They don't do that anymore. Definitely. And if they do, it's only a selected few that have the opportunity to have those jobs. The rest, they want people to I'll do it um, as a TF work and that's fine like I said it's fine when you're like making the decisions to work with certain models it's fine but what I mean is like in the olden days like back in the day you know photographers were more respected than they are now and um, there's a lack of respect for photographers in general and um, I just think that yeah I, for all the people seeing this, don't message me and ask me for because <laughs> I get really, I get really annoyed by it. Like it can, it, like you know, you get three of those, four of those in a day. It can ruin like your whole vibe or feeling. Totally, you're just totally. annoyed that people are wanting like free work from you. And um, I've had companies and and designers and and stuff like that asking me for things like that, and it's always just like no <laughs> yeah, yeah so um no I, I totally agree with you on this point yeah like uh tfp uh, on one basis like it should be something where uh, as a photographer when they see a certain place that they can improve their skills they can of course work on their own personal project and then request people um for uh of tfp shoots yeah, yeah. but on the other hand it should not be like all the time and, and it should bring value for both of the sides exactly and not only for one yeah. side but i think these days uh thanks to social media and also to smartphone photography there are <laughs> many people taking pictures and they kind of lost the value of a photo because they think it's like the same with a phone and yeah. also the market yes. is really flooded with photographers so they always find somebody for free and i think <laughs> this is kind of the problem somehow no, it's not only the expense, uh, of course, it's not only the expense that you put into buy your gear and the editing software and so on, but it's also your time, the amount of uh, time you put in to, to complete a certain project, it can take away like few days from you. And when you are uh, giving so much value for a free project, it should be definitely something really worth uh, for you as well. Yeah, exactly. And and touching on what you just said about the smartphone, like yeah. the smartphone as a photographer too is like a really frustrating thing. It frustrates me so I can't tell you how much it frustrates me. Like, you know, I'm on a like a commercial photo shoot and they're like, Well, can you make the photo look like this? And I'm like well, no, because this is like, you know, uh, average exposure and go and take your phone photos and try to blow them up big and make them look good. They will not. I don't care what anybody says. Any the sensors of these phones are really tiny yeah. and they're still not as big as the sensors that come on professional cameras. And and I just can't can't hear about the smartphone anymore. Take it. <laughs> the, the, the video on the iPhone is just as good. Yeah. Only when you're looking on your iPhone, though. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're looking like let's let's talk about bigger, uh, like talking on looking on the computer or looking at an even bigger screen it's yeah, not yeah. going to be that good yeah but that's just my opinion people might come at me for the, <laughs> the iphone stuff um yeah but most of the people use the photos or videos only for social media so mm -hmm. they will never see it somewhere else than just on a phone and i i, I yeah. sometimes enjoy shooting with a smartphone but only for a small format and mostly for like getting creative because i don't have to worry about the settings and stuff so i can really focus on the frame but for me, it's yeah. just things that end up in my stories and nowhere else. So I know that exactly. before. Yeah. 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 I mean, for social media, it's like you said, but it like this, this whole concept too, of like the smartphone and analog and the whole conversation that we had today, mm -hmm. it would really, um, if more film comes back, it really rules out just using a smartphone, which is cool. So hopefully it makes a big comeback. Let's see how it goes though. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think touching back on the TFP thing, it, it's, it's definitely something that should be very special and chosen and yeah. 
um, you know, if a photographer messages you and they say like, Hey, you look really good. I want to work with you. I think that's a really big compliment yeah, yeah, yeah. and it comes off a lot better when the, the photographer messages you directly or comes to you directly. But I think like when people message photographers, they should be very careful with choosing their words or how they go into that conversation. Um, it shouldn't just be like, Hey, what's up? Um, I'm an influencer and I have nice photos and I want more nice photos from you. And it's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a sensitive topic for me and it's something that drives me crazy at the same time. So I just wanted to yeah, have a little chat about that for sure. That's really interesting. <laughs> but definitely uh, on the other side, like, uh, of course, the photographers also has a responsibility to choose uh, the right people like for their projects. And uh, yeah, one other thing, uh, the other side of the conversation is that people, uh, some photographers think that, OK, they are. Uh, they can approach anyone mm -hmm. uh, irrespective of the idea behind their concept because they have not thought, uh, thought through what they want to achieve in the shoot and then approach all the people they can to get some free shoot. So it should be. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, yeah. I don't agree with that. That's like what I don't like. I seen, for example, a posting the other day of a person and they were just like, hey, um, I want to do a, TF shoot, a TFP shoot because I need new portraits. I need new photos. Well, that's not how TFP works. TFP, in my opinion, as like, mm -hmm. let's say, as a beauty and fashion photographer, we're not talking portraits. Like, like, let's just talk about what I'm, where I'm working mm -hmm. right now, because that could come in so many different forms. Um, I, I don't want to work with somebody that just wants new photos of yeah. themselves. That doesn't do anything for me. That's me helping you, not you helping me. Yeah, 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 and yeah. if we're going to work on a TFP project, we're helping each other together. It's not, um, it's a team, it's a team effort. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just one person helping the other person or doing everything else for the other person. Um, when I work on a TFP, I need a professional model. I need mm -hmm. somebody who knows how to move, who, um, understands camera understands light a little bit so that we can come out with a like great images yeah, yeah. i don't need somebody who just needs new photos of themselves because they they need cb photos or something like sure. <laughs> so that's the where the thin line like comes in and where people mm. just think that you know and unfortunately people when they want new photos they know the term tfp and they try to go after it. and like you said they, they they're going to message every yeah. single photographer and tell one photographer like yeah okay cool like let's do it i'm new i need to practice as well um and that's okay and and in the, in, uh, they make the decision to do that but it is a, an abused term because you can really like go and go and go until you get what you want <laughs> and like i said like in the olden days uh i like to say that word or back in the day um you would have to pay a photographer to get your portraits yeah, yeah. so yeah, back then it was uh, even way more difficult so you really needed that skill to take a good photo back then the, the images don't work if you don't know what you're doing and mm -hmm. like you said you really yeah. got to understand light shadows all the settings and now these days you can just shoot automatic mode and it will turn how somehow <laughs> I, I don't say good average and yeah when you then can edit it, it it will work but back then it was really a high skill needed to do the good photos. yeah yeah and back then also compared to now what i see a lot of now uh, jumping onto a different topic what i see mm -hmm. a lot now um with a lot of new photographers um is that the light is always the same. We don't see a lot of different lighting these days mm -hmm. as, 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 as for example, when I was um, in training and it was more um, digital was just coming to the market, you know, mm -hmm. um, it was like more film. There was so much more to like the lighting and the shadows and there was so much more to look at. A lot of um, photographers these days just shoot with like one light yeah. and it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that this is a tip for people starting out or mm -hmm. uh, people that are interested in photography, you know, like play with light. If you're a photographer, you are a light master. Yeah. 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 And that is what your job is. Actually, you are a light master before you are working and understanding a camera. You have to learn light. And if you don't really know light, then for me, it's like, well, you know, if you have a client and say you only shoot just one light and then mm -hmm. the client says, well, I want this and you don't know how to do that, <laughs> you're going to run into problems. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. be a light master, you know, understand light, go rent um, different lighting um, modifiers and learn and play with light. That's what I, I'm still learning light. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been like, I've been a photographer for over 10 years mm -hmm. and I'm still learning light. I haven't even sure. touched like the tip of how much there is to learn about light. So. <laughs> 
I think that's really important as yeah. just like a tip for yeah, photography yeah. means painting with light. So yeah. this is the exactly. definition of photography. So light is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the interesting thing that I would love to see more of when I, you know, go on Instagram, for example, is I see like, I see a lot of bright lit, nice lit, retouched mm -hmm. images, but I'm craving something more. And that's mm -hmm. what I hope to see like more in the future is like more dramatic uh, mm -hmm. lighting and um, even myself, like I will, will be trying to always work on new ways of lighting and experimenting with like, cause that's the fun part. Mm -hmm. But um I hope to see like more of that in this industry, like up and coming. There's a few photographers that I love and I follow them just because of that. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I would love to see, I would love to see more of that from people. Do you want to do a shout out for those people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah please do share if you want to. Uh, you know, uh, if I were to do a share, I'd have to like give a list and send it to you guys. Um, yeah, after sure, maybe sure. you can post it in the comments or something like after, I don't know how it works with posting this, but um, yeah, there's a few uh, that I have in mind, but I, I need to go and check their pages and then send you the links because I don't actually, um, that's another thing for me as a photographer I don't check I try not to check other people's work too often mm -hmm. only sometimes and there's only like a handful of people that I look to and those people are like the ones where like I'm just set on looking at their stuff <laughs> and then um, I try not to look too much uh, to to other um, photographers yeah, that to keep your mind I used to do it a lot more but um, there's so many talented and amazing people out there, and I think you should just stay focused on um, what you're what you're doing and, and mm -hmm. stay focused on your own project. That's just my view, um, mm -hmm. and uh, that's just something that I do personally. It's just a personal thing. Uh, yeah, Great. we talked now about social media. So, how yeah. important is social media for you? Do you uh, put a lot of work and effort on it, or is it just a side thing for you? Oh, social media. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got the message. <laughs> I really, uh, I have mixed feelings about social media. Mixed, mixed, mixed feelings. Because mm -hmm. first of all. I think social media for people is a highly addictive mm -hmm. dopamine filling um, thing that came out and everyone's addicted to it. If you have Instagram, you're addicted. Like mm -hmm. there's no way that you have Instagram and you're not addicted. And if you are, then you have like a set timer that you're like checking Instagram. Um, so for me, I think as a photographer, you need to have Instagram mm -hmm. because even like nowadays, even people don't even care if you have a website, mm -hmm. they want to see your Instagram. They yeah. want to see how many followers you have, how many likes you got on your pictures. And they want to see like what you're presenting. And that's just like the reality mm -hmm. of, um, going with the times. Yeah. And that is what the time is now. So I think social media is super important. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I think it's like, I think it makes, life a little bit harder because it's a constant battle because it's like more and more stuff to worry about it's like you got to run a business you you got to do uh, your instagram then you got to think about maybe doing a TikTok. then you got to check your facebook and <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of extra work um but i find that for example my jobs or how i get work is not so much through social media okay, okay. very rarely for me it's mm -hmm. more about knowing people mm -hmm. and talking to people that um i find uh, the right clients yeah. Yeah, for me it's the opposite i get on the most of the jobs over social media but yeah i just started one year ago as a freelancer so now mm -hmm. it's also getting through the network or through people i already work with recommending me to other people but in the beginning yeah. i think social media is super strong to get your first clients and to get your work out because a lot of eyeballs are on that app every day. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. Like it's like I said, I have mixed, total mixed feelings mm -hmm. about it from the day that I got it mm -hmm. until now, like years later, I still have mixed feelings about it. I think it's just like, you know, um, it can have very positive effects and it can mm -hmm. have very negative effects. So yeah, it's, totally it's, it's how you use it and, and, and how you use it, how not to abuse it. And, um, yeah, for me, it's more like just posting and then getting off. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how I am. I try not to be on there too often, but that's not good because as well, if you're um, playing the whole Instagram game, you need to interact with other people yeah, yeah, and you yeah. need to make sure that you're um, 
you know, just doing stuff that the, makes the algorithm happy. Um, and for me, that's where I struggle. Like, I just, I don't know. I just wish I could like, I wish it was different for me. I wish mm -hmm. that there, there was no Instagram and I could just post on my website and mm -hmm. just focus like a hundred percent of my attention mm -hmm. on just like creating and not so much like editing and posting. Yeah, yeah, that would be nice for me, but that, that's but, also yeah, a personal yeah. preference. Like I said, we're all different. Yeah, 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 but no, I totally yeah. feel that. I think like at one point, like everyone goes, through this phase where they realize okay they are spending way too much time uh, than creating uh, but posting in social media engaging and consuming a lot of content that mm -hmm. kind of uh, ch changes their day like uh, uh, whatever you absorb from the from the social media mm -hmm. also changes the, the way you lead your day yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah everyone goes through a phase at one point I think like okay this is too much now I need to shut down for uh, now I need to get a detox for some time mm -hmm. and uh, once again come back And also, yeah. it, it somehow uh, often defines your work. So I caught yeah. myself often shooting for the algorithm, but not shooting what I personally <laughs> enjoy. And one month ago, I made a decision to stop that and just shoot what I like. And yeah, okay, it's getting less engagement, but I'm happy. And I think that's more important. On the long run, this will pay off. I even turned off notifications one month ago. It was the best thing I ever did. So <laughs> yeah. I think it's well, really I, a strong tool. Notifications yeah, yeah. turned off forever I'm the type of person like I just I have to have my phone volume off the whole day because the phone going and like all the social is too much for me um, but it's interesting that you just said that because uh, about your Instagram how you just started posting for yourself and not posting yeah. for the algorithm because mm -hmm. I recently tried something like that with my Instagram like putting a picture that was totally different to everything I did and it just it failed epically like nobody was really into that but I thought like this is a really cool picture like I really like it and it's like it's so hard to make those choices like should I post this to get the attention or should I post it for myself? And I think it's really cool, for example, that you said now you're posting for yourself um, versus the algorithm because you're posting more for yourself as an artist um, than just uh, what the robot likes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Sure. And it feels much better. And also the work is way more fun. And yeah. Yeah, before it was often the pressure to deliver all the time. And now it feels like I'm really looking forward to share these projects because I enjoy them myself. And I think that's a, a good cool. way of photography. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's really nice that you started to shoot Thank you. <laughs> and also, like when people share, like when you share, start sharing things which you are really passionate about, and then um, see the result. Some people shut down because, uh, uh, like that, that's the crowd that we gathered by by following the same pattern over and over for the last term. Mm. And then when you when we are suddenly changing. Okay, it takes time for the audience to resonate with you and then understand, okay, you are going through this phase and they can decide either they want to stick with you or leave. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what's happening uh, right now with me too. Like, that's exactly what you said. That's what I'm going through. It's like, a, you know, people are here probably for this like bubble. Exactly. Pop, yeah. Colors yeah. and like color bomb. And then I, you know, I posted like a completely desaturated photo and everyone was like, what is this? I didn't really understand it. But I think. Uh, even speaking to you guys now, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll try it again now. And I'll yeah. just kind of maybe post to be an artist and what I want to post and not so much worrying about uh, the algorithm definitely. or the, the audience. Like you definitely, might change definitely. as an artist. You can't always stay the same. And um, yeah. some people might not like the new stuff you do. And then you might get new people that like the new stuff that you do. So it's 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 a, it's a wave. It comes in sure. a wave. Yeah, sure. It's not about the quantity of people. It's about the quality of people. We had one guy in our podcast a few weeks ago and he had like a really small following, but his work was so amazing. And he worked with Audi, with Mammoth, with yeah. HP, with Maybe. Suspicious. And this was for me like an eye opener. You don't need that much people. You need the right people. Yeah, and when yeah. your work is good, they will hire you and don't care about your following. It's really about exactly. good work. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's, it's that that's for sure. And I also also think that it's also you know meeting the right people too. Like I'm 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 just assuming. I don't know um, that um, he probably met some of the right people from yeah, this yeah, and yeah. then and that with like really good work yeah is and, like and you are totally right you're totally right <laughs> <laughs> he met another good bigger photographer and he they both vibe good together and then they started creating together and that mm -hmm. brought him into that industry and now he's working by himself there 
So mindset is everything, right? Definitely, definitely. That's what I think you have to, that's what I mean. You have to have like a good energy and mm -hmm. just, you can meet, it's like, that's how it goes. You meet one really great person who's helping you and just like pushing you through or introducing you to another great person. And then it's just like, that's how, I think that's how it works in, in this business. Mm -hmm. uh, totally. From my opinion um, or my personal experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you also um, texted something about filmmaking. What do you think about filmmaking? Are you into filmmaking or? Oh yeah, just oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love just it. tell us a little bit about it. <laughs> I started, yeah, I started getting into video. <laughs> I started getting into video when I, like years ago, like mm -hmm. I used to, before even Instagram came out, I used to uh, take a camera with me and record like everything I was doing, like stories. It's so weird to look back on those videos now. <laughs> um, and I was really into already making video back then, but mm -hmm. not seriously. Seriously, and then slowly more and more I've gotten into video and I'm just like I'm at that point right now where I don't ever want to make like films I, mm -hmm. I don't want to make films mm -hmm. um, I'm not that good of a storyteller to to make a film but I love making like short little videos mm -hmm. I really enjoy it I think it's really fun it's also brings it kind of brings back that like film feeling because you have to think more and sure. use the lights in a in in different ways so it's kind of like oh well i want to light it like this but it doesn't look like that so i need to think and i think it's just really fun to experiment with um filmmaking and i think in the future i will do a lot more of it but um i'm really at the start i would say it's only been mm -hmm. like a, a year and a bit since i got more serious about filmmaking do you edit yourself or do you got somebody to help you or how is your filmmaking process? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything I do by myself. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Like I make my own website by myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, I just, I've always been like that hands-on person that I want to do stuff myself. Yeah. I like to do everything by myself. That's not always the best way to go. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend working with other people to mm -hmm. help you go faster or get things done faster if you can. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always been from the bottom when I started photography till now, I've worked for everything for myself, like mm -hmm. I did all the dirt for myself. Um, I didn't like have like rich parents to like feed me money or something. So I had to hustle everything myself mm -hmm. and I just got into that, um, vibe of, of doing everything for myself, you know, um, 10 years in my first website, uh, stuff like that. So, um, I just got used to doing everything for myself and it feels better for me personally. Um, uh, but sometimes like now I'm at the point where I slowly, um, start to work with assistants or retouchers to help the the load of work that mm -hmm. I'm not spending my whole lifetime on the computer uh, mm. retouching, for example. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think especially when you do video, it's like I don't know. I, I really love shooting video, but always on the computer, I think like, oh my gosh, can somebody help me and cut all this stuff together? <laughs> because it's like so much time, and I, I enjoy the shooting, but I don't enjoy the time on the computer editing. So I think for video, it can help, right. but when you do it by yourself, you have like more control. So yeah, both got pros and cons, I guess. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I I love recording the video and I love editing the video. I don't know why <laughs> I just like cut it and like watch it and then cut it. And, um, uh, but that's, that's touches on another topic we were talking about. It's a constant education. It's yeah, a constant definitely. education, you know, yeah. like you want to learn video. Well, you've got to teach yourself how to cut video now if you mm -hmm. want to do it, yeah. unless you want to, you know, pay someone else. But then once again, you have more expenses and then the list is just like ever gathering mm -hmm. up the expenses that you have. Um, and that, that, that's something yeah, like that a lot of people don't understand how you like live this life. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, but video and film is just so cool. I'm so in love with that as well. Like that's my two, my two new loves right now would be like video and, um, analog for sure. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes hand in hand though. Like, I think it would just be so cool even one time, uh, in, in this lifetime for me to, you know, just, uh, be a director of photography. So I could just say, you know, I like this framing this looks good hold it there like because I'm, I'm like all about framing and i love mm -hmm. framing like that's my that's my jam so i think that's what i love about film just to see like the moving frames mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. like taking a photo and pressing play it's super cool <laughs> definitely so i really like it and what about uh you do you guys do any filming 
Yeah, uh, yeah. I started. I wanted to learn the software, and then so I thought, like, okay, I also wanted to do YouTube for quite some time. So I started shooting by myself, and then I had more control. Like I was playing around with the light, and I was just framing myself, understanding what settings work, like how the software works. So yeah, I love the process, but it's very time consuming. I, I totally agree, but I totally love it. Like because I was experimenting the same way as how I started photography, and then I was like given this new software mm. i had to watch a lot of tutorials and then learn by myself pick up what i need what i don't need mm. understand the, the overall workflow so that was super fun so i, I loved it <laughs> i missed doing it for quite some time due to the other projects that i'm working on but i i wanted to get back once again when i speak to you when you were uh, telling me all these things and i understood uh, then i was running through my mind like oh yeah that was actually fun like <laughs> it was draining me a lot but actually it was fun doing it <laughs> Exactly. The only thing too is like the only thing with film um, it, that's hard um, while making videos for me is like it makes my computer explode. Yeah. <laughs> yes, same, same, same. <laughs> like the computer's yeah, yeah, just yeah. like no. <laughs> um, so that's another thing. So you yeah, you yeah. need like yeah. faster and better computers yeah, than the average person, for example. Yeah. You know. Definitely. My computer's at its end of life now, and uh, I will be investing soon. That will be my next investment in a new computer, <laughs> so that when I do edit videos i can get through it smoother without the lagging mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah but uh, i really like cutting video i don't know i could cut other people's videos and i would really enjoy it i think it's it's also a process I really maybe like. i get back to you because i enjoy <laughs> shooting but i don't enjoy the, uh, enjoy the cutting <laughs> yeah it's, 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 I, I mean there's some people out there and they're just full-time cutters that's what they do yeah, all day yeah. and um and they're really good at it. And I think it also comes down to perspective. Like maybe a video cutter would say like, oh, you don't cut it as mm. good as it should be done. And they see things that other people don't see. So yeah, it's like a learning process. And mm -hmm. um, it's just something you have to, it's, it's maybe you just don't like, like the, like what I've learned from you about this interview is that you like to do the creative process, like shooting or recording video, but the editing stuff you don't like and you would prefer other people to do for it. Yeah. <laughs> It, 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 it depends it depends sometimes i like it but i don't want to spend hours and hours and hours on it and also like when i work on video my computer is also exploding and for me when <laughs> when it's lagging i have a thought i want to bring it on a computer and it takes two seconds it's like oh my gosh so i really want to have it more flowing and i think with a better computer it would work but i also yeah. assisted many filmmakers in the last time just to get into video mm -hmm. and all of them they just shoot and then they give it to the editor and then they are done so I yeah. thought like maybe that's the normal way to go when you do a lot of video because many people are doing it like this. Oh yeah, I think it's the normal way to go. And I think those guys that are editors, they have like crazy computers that are yeah. just like handling it, you know? Like sometimes I watch like YouTube tutorials and they hit enter mm -hmm. and it's like done rendering the file in like 10 <laughs> seconds. And I'm thinking like, what? <laughs> that, would, that would never happen. <laughs> so yeah, I think some of these editor guys, they, they, they that's what they do all day. So they're yeah. set up for it. So it does make sense if you prefer um, somebody else doing it. It just makes it just makes sense to send them. Yeah, send and and you can else. shoot in that time another stuff you can, mm -hmm. which, which can earn money with and which you personally enjoy. So I think when you, you work on something else in that time where somebody else is cutting for you, then it's still effective, right? Yeah, I think totally, so. Yeah. I think for sure. And I think that's one of the things that I have to learn. That's like the hard thing for me to learn right now that I have to accept uh, more uh, mm -hmm. myself is you know, passing it over so you can just yes. create more, yes. pass it over so that you can get going and move faster mm -hmm. yeah. because we're living in like in extremely fast times. Everything has to be done fast. There's no, there's no time for slow stuff. Mm -hmm. Totally. And uh, yeah, the one thing we wanted to ask you is about your media uh, agency, Stromray Media Agency, right? Yes. And so uh, this is just this is for um, it's hard it's yeah it's hard to define yeah. myself as a photographer on what I post where because I shoot everything right <laughs> I shoot weddings I shoot portraits I shoot <laughs> commercials I shoot everything and I was really finding it hard to put the stuff that I find really um, for me like a passion mm -hmm. and the stuff that's more like for earning an income and so that's why i created stormy media it's all for the commercial stuff like when i have clients i can just send them there and yeah. say okay you can go there and check out that um and because my website is just going to be about fashion and beauty mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, I just did another website and that's hard for me too. Sometimes I think, should I combine it all into one or is it better to have two? You have to think of all these decisions, which work good for you and how you present yourself for clients at the end of the day. Like for me, clients are like the most important thing and I need to present stuff to them in a fast way that they can see it and not be disturbed by other things, (laughs) you know? So if I have somebody and they're like, okay, we want um, portraits of models with this toothbrush how are we going to do that? And I'm just going to send them to Stormary Media. Yeah, but also your personal website looks really nice. So yeah. I scrolled through it yesterday and I think it's super artistic and it's fun to watch. And also the pics are really good. So you did an amazing job there. So it's, it's really Thank nice. you. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was an interesting um, time because I had to switch over my website because nowadays websites are like growing at a crazy rate and changing and it's like once again it comes back to education like how can I make something that's more modern mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, that's what that's where that website took over I was like I need something crazy and modern and different and I can't just have it like my old website was just like you landed on it and there was just some pictures you know and nothing flashing nothing moving and you know two years from now I'll need a new website again and it will be totally different uh, the web uh, two years from now and I have to educate myself again or I'll have to get a uh, web editor the reason why i like doing it myself is because i have more access to um, updating it really quick i don't have to ask somebody hey can you update this for me and um yeah and uh, a good tip for everybody i uh, used webflow to create my website and it's a really really cool new um program i used to use dreamweaver like Mm -hmm. with adobe yeah yeah um but i feel like adobe kind of fell behind with their (sighs) updates um, and uh yeah the features and pretty cool and then yeah. they decided to get rid of muse and i was like oh my gosh i just created a whole website with muse and now you're going to tell me you're going to suspend muse and not update it so now i need to go somewhere else then i wanted to go back to dreamweaver and realize that i hadn't been on dreamweaver for like four years and mm-hmm. i was like oh my gosh i can't like learn coding crazy all over again so mm-hmm. then i jumped over did some research and uh, jumped over to webflow and i really like it i'm super satisfied with their service mm-hmm. it's a little awesome. bit pricey but um, it's still designing your own website. You still design and create your own website. It's mm-hmm. not just like um, popping things in, yeah. uh, but it just has more fun features. I will check it out for sure. Because your website looks <laughs> yeah. amazing. I did mine with Squarespace and it's like just uh, images and nothing especially moving. <laughs> And I was looking for something like this. I will have a look and let you know how, how I like it. Yeah, I, I had that debate, you know, at that time I was like, should I do something, you know, like Squarespace? And when I was looking over Squarespace, I felt like I didn't have enough um, access to designing myself. I need mm-hmm. to be able, like, I think when you make a website as a creative person, you need to have like a certain amount of design element in there so that how you imagine it, it can come out. Mm-hmm. And um, there's always going to be like certain things that hold you back. Uh, with web design like I wish that I could do even with my website like I wish there's other things I could do with how I present it but there's always like little codes or little things Mm. to hold you back Um, and I think uh, that's the thing with Squarespace as I found that I didn't have as much design potential as Webflow definitely so definitely check out Webflow they're really cool I also think the problem for pages like Squarespace is that when you use it, then your website looks like uh, like uh, many photographers will have the same design. Mm-hmm. This is what I found out. I did my website on Squarespace and now I found dozens of photographers who look almost the same. And this is like not nice because it's not personalized and you don't stand out with that. So I think how you did it is the best way. Mm-hmm. I, I would try yeah. it. Check, the, <laughs> check them out. They're really cool. Um, it might take... It might take a bit of frustration, <laughs> but um, it will be worth it in the end when you when you get those those cool results. You know, like the Scorpio f- uh, flying up or spinning, and, and <laughs> it's really cool. It's really cool, and they 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 have other things that you can do. Like if you want to make a blog or like a really interactive blogs that can really um, suck the people in. I'm not good at writing. I'm like the worst person at writing, so that's why I don't Same do blogs. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't express myself with words when I have to think about stuff. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a better <laughs> talker than I am a writer. Yeah. So that's awesome. cool. It must awesome. be a creative thing. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we are coming almost coming to an end, and uh, we wanted to ask you uh, advice for beginners now in the industry. Like, if you have any tip or advice. I really do. Um, I think when you're starting out, the biggest tip, the most important thing to do is shoot nonstop. Take a camera mm-hmm. with you everywhere. 
and practice, find out what you like, find out what um, you connect with the most and uh, shoot as much as you can. And then also try to find a photographer that you can assist. Mm -hmm. um, because I think you will learn more from assisting a photographer than you would uh, in other ways. Like, I, I mean, like, for example, uh, just coming back to myself for a second, when I was learning photography, I was in photography school for one year already. And then I, I had the request to um, assist a photographer and his mm -hmm. name was, uh, his name is Steve Carty. Mm -hmm. And he's a Toronto based photographer. And he shot basically like everyone you can imagine, mm -hmm. um, any famous person you can imagine, he's probably worked with them. And um, I worked with him for one week. And it's like, a switch went off in my brain and I understood photography different. Mm -hmm. And I, I was like, dude, you just helped me so much. Like you've just changed my entire perspective yeah, on yeah, how yeah. photography works from one week of working with him. Mm -hmm. And after that week I had one year left of school mm -hmm. and I was like, um, one of the top, um, graduates of, of my photography school. Um, because I really, he, he, he did something to my brain that made me understand <laughs> photography. And that's why I think, if you can assist somebody, just um, ask to come by to a few photo shoots and don't expect, you know, that you're going to get paid a, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I did my mm -hmm. whole week for free, mm -hmm. um, touching back on the free topics, um, but I did it for free just to experience and learn. And I was at the start and I was young. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what you need to do. You need to put in those hours and that time to figure out what you like. And um, you need to study light. And yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. my tips. Like go on YouTube type in portrait photography uh lighting type in uh light brands like type in pro photo uh lighting session and mm -hmm. um, try to learn from other people how to light and then go experiment with that if you don't have access to a lot of gear mm -hmm. which most people at the start they don't have access to that then just mm -hmm. go outside yeah. and experiment with even the shadows outside and the light outside and reflectors and mm -hmm. just experiment as much as you can um with light because if you don't experiment with light then you're going to take in my opinion boring photos because <laughs> they're always going to be like the same definitely definitely and uh, where can yeah. people find your work uh is it on instagram or would you recommend people to go check yes, out your we come website? back to social media so it's uh on instagram <laughs> it's kendra storm ray and my website is uh kendraray.com so that's the best places to find uh, what I do. And I guess like Google, <laughs> just type in, just type in Kendra Storm on Google and you'll find me. Yeah. Awesome. We really recommend checking it out because the work is amazing. Seriously. Thank you no. so much. Mm. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing yeah, all your valuable thoughts. When this, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, the, these times are not here and uh, we can meet and have a photography conversation. I really yeah, like definitely. that. Definitely. It's so nice. To, it, that's the one thing I love. Like when you can talk with another photographer, it's like you can actually have a conversation about like passion and something <laughs> you love. And the conversation is completely different to um, uh, people who are not so into that um, realm. Totally. So it's really nice to talk to people about gear and this is why I love this podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it always, this podcast is so nice in the beginning. I wasn't sure about it, but now I love it because it's always connecting with people in, in the same yeah, industry, in the same passion. It's, it's exactly. amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. And that's yeah. how you meet people, uh, like what we just talked about this whole time. That's how you meet the right people who can, you know, say, hey, let's meet up. And then they can yeah, introduce yeah, yeah, yeah. you to somebody else. And it's probably like the best thing you could have done. Yeah, totally. Thank totally you for talking me into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Thank you so much for having me um, for this Thank conversation. You. It was really a pleasure. And hopefully in the future, we'll have a real one. Um, yeah, for sure. yeah, in person, in person, <laughs> and not on uh, this digital way. Because uh, hopefully it will be over soon. Definitely. Yeah. Fingers okay. crossed. Thank you so much, guys, Thank for so joining. Thank you so much, guys. And I will all and check out all of your websites after this, too, and check out your work. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Highly welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Stay and, and see you hopefully soon. You too. Yeah. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>